Welcome to Tabernacle of Praise, Church of God in Christ, where we believe in encouraging, empowering, and equipping people to live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us now as we enter into our worship experience. We pray that this service will be a blessing to you and your life. Glory to God. Lord, I love you from the bottom of my heart. Hallelujah. Would you just help me? Let's, let's just keep it going just for a moment. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. My God. of the Lord one more time. It's good to be with you. Hallelujah. Regardless of how we have to do it, it's just good for us to be together one more time. Hallelujah. I want to lead us, amen, into the word of the Lord on today. I just believe that God just wants to touch and encourage the heart of someone on today. And we're just praising God even advance, in advance to, to know that he is going to accomplish the thing that he has purposed and set out to do. And so this morning, I want to speak to you from a couple of different passages of Scripture. One, first of all, in Joshua chapter 6, verses 2 through 5, and then a familiar passage, Ephesians 6, 10 through 12. Joshua 6, verses 2 through 5, Ephesians 6. Verses 10 through 12. I'm going to begin reading in the book of Joshua. At verse 2 it says, And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor. And ye shall compass the city, all ye men of war, and go round about the city once. Thus thou shalt do six days. And seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns. And the seventh day ye shall compass the city seven times. And the priest shall blow with the trumpets. And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout. 
and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend upon every man straightway before him. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, beginning at the 10th verse, familiar passage, that says, finally, brethren, be ye strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. The word of the Lord is blessed. I want to take my thought today, however, from passage of scripture in Joshua, where the Lord gives instruction to Joshua to tell the people that I want you to go around the city for six days one time. And on the seventh day, I want you to go around seven times. And I'm going to have you instruct the priest. Listen to all the instruction. I want you to instruct the priest to blow the horn. And when we hear the horn, everybody is going to shout, and the walls of Jericho will fall down flat. I just want to use for a topic this morning, let somebody know that might be even standing next to you, not you just have to say it to yourself, that your promise is on the other side of your problem. Your promise is on the other side of your problem. Precious Father, in the name of Jesus, we come once again thanking you in advance for your goodness, for your glory. Thank you, God, because you're a faithful God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, that in a time of much turbulence and trouble, I thank you, O oh God, that you speak peace to the minds of your people. Hallelujah. In times of lack, you speak with, about prosperity. In times, God, uh, hallelujah, of trouble. Glory to God, you say that you'll stand and be there for us. Glory to God, we just have to keep on hanging in there with you. We just have to keep on uh, listening to what you have to say. And so we pray, God, that you enable us, oh God, to have the intestinal fortitude on the day. God, to keep fighting the good fight of faith. Lord, to lay hold on eternal life, we need to know and understand that it's important to do, oh God, what you have instructed us to do. Use, oh God, the tools of which you have given us already to gain the victory. God, and in so doing, we'll be able to realize the promises of God. And with that being said, God, we give your name the glory today, the honor and the praise. Thank you, oh God, for thinking about us, giving us instruction encouraging us, oh God, and giving us the strength to hold on. In Jesus' name we pray. We say thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Most of us in the body of Christ know who we're fighting against for the most part. Not everybody understands the realm in which the fight is being fought. Whether we call him the devil or Satan, or the evil one. He is the enemy of the Lord Jesus Christ and certainly has proven to be the enemy, the battle person of each and every saint. What many of us don't know is where and how the enemy is going to strike. We don't necessarily know and understand all of the enemy's tactics. We don't understand the spirit realm fully in which the enemy actually operates. But if we are going to defeat him, if we need to be able to understand and know where it is and how it is that the enemy is going to strike us, what tactics does he use against me? And while he may not use the very same tactic hallelujah, against you, you need to understand the difference between how he attacks you and what he attacks you with, Lord God, and where you can expect and when you can expect for him to attack. 
when Joshua begins this particular campaign to conquer the promised land, he had to face a very formidable foe in this particular passage, which was called the Jericho Wall. It appeared unto him, glory to God, to be an insurmountable task in and of himself because Jericho's walls were high. Jericho's walls were thick. They were impenetrable. And they didn't know exactly how they were going to do it. And many times we face the same kind of situations where we have whatever it is before us. God has made us a promise. Hallelujah. And we don't understand exactly how we're going to get to the promise because of the problem that's standing in front of us. And so here the Lord gives Joshua explicit instructions on how to take the city, which was very heavily fortified. And the Bible records that Joshua did exactly as God had commanded him. God did, ex he, Joshua did exactly what God had commanded him. And God gives us many commands on how we're going to defeat the enemy, but many times we don't follow them fully and to the full extent of the instruction that's given us. And sometimes we fall short of being able to realize the victory over the enemy. Jesus revealed to Joshua that Jericho um, would, would be his, his, his wall, that Jericho would be the thing that he would have to consider to be his enemy. Not so much the people that were on the other side, but the wall in and of itself was the enemy that Joshua had to conquer. And Joshua understood that the wall was merely, however, a key to unlock the city. If he would get past the wall, hallelujah, everything else would be a great blessing and benefit to him. And allow me to tell you two things about the problems and the challenges that you face even on today that stand between you and the promises that God has made you. First of all, you need to know that your promise is locked up behind your problem. A problem is nothing more than a doorway to, to whatever the promise is that God has made you. And so I say to you, don't allow your problem to intimidate you, glory to God, from getting to your promise. Because God has given us everything that we need in order to be successful. Hallelujah. The thing that we have to bring, glory to God, in many cases is the will and the desire to fight. And sometimes we fall short of being able to realize what God wants us to realize because we're not willing to hang in there and fight for what it is that God has promised. But I came to tell you on this morning that the promise is all yours. It's already been given. It's trapped behind a wall like Jericho. Hallelujah. But don't worry about that because Jesus is in charge of it all. And if we would follow Jesus' instructions uh, on how to gain the victory, hallelujah, we will come out, uh, hallelujah, with our hands lifted up, with our hearts, uh, hallelujah, uh, uh, and our mouths full of praise. The second thing that you need to know, glory to God, uh, hallelujah, that, that, that Jesus tells us that you must fight. Hallelujah. One Hallelujah, your promise is locked up behind the problem. Hallelujah, but in order to get there, you've got to be willing to fight. You've got to be willing to fight for what is rightfully yours. He knows, glory to God, hallelujah, that he's already made you the promise, but he has to give you the instruction. He has to give you the assurance that you're going to win if you fight. And so you need to know that there will be a contest with the enemy that you cannot become paralyzed or discouraged by the fact that, the, that there's a fight that needs to take place. See, some of us give up too easily. Glory to God, we want everything to be easy. But the thing that I believe uh, 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 about your promise, uh, and the promise is a big promise, glory to God, uh, you have to really be willing to fight for the promise that God has made you. 
And the reason that I believe that you can engage in the struggle and engage in it without fear and don't be afraid, glory to God, is because many of us have already started going through the process of building up our faith and building up our strength and our resolve. So when it's really time to go into battle, you are already battle tested. You've already gone through basic training. Now you're ready to actually engage the enemy. And the reason that I know that, hallelujah, is because the thing that we need the most in order to go into the battle is the assurance or the faith in God that he is with us. Hallelujah, he will fight for us. If you know anything about this story, hallelujah, you realize that, that they didn't do much fighting. All they did was did was obeyed what was told them to do. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 that through faith we understand that the worlds were framed, hallelujah, by the word of God, so that the things which are seen are not made of the things which do appear. In other words, God is saying to every one of us that, 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 that everything that we call physical, everything that we see that's tangible, was manifested from something spiritual. That spiritual reality becomes a, a, a physical reality as the word of God is spoken and, and executed by faith. Glory to God. If you are willing to have faith in the word of God and execute what God says in his word, uh, hallelujah, then that spiritual reality becomes a physical reality to you. The promises of God, uh, hallelujah, uh, are ours. The moment that we begin to believe in our hearts, uh, glory to God, that Jesus Christ is Lord, uh, confess with our mouth through faith uh, that I believe uh, that everything that the word of God has said about me uh, is true, it is right. Everything that God has promised, uh, it's already mine. Uh, Jesus declared uh, the principle of the kingdom in Mark 11, when he said, For verily I say unto you, whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed and be cast into the midst of the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he has spoken, hallelujah, shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he says. Therefore I say unto you, what things, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you would receive them, and you shall have them. Right there, right there, you must recognize that, that, the, that, that simultaneously, Glory to God. Uh, we have the ability to live uh, in two spheres uh, at the same time. Uh, we live in a spiritual realm if we're spiritual. Uh, glory to God. We live uh, in a natural realm as well. Uh, but to understand that our fight uh, is not in the physical realm, uh, our fight is in the spiritual realm. Uh, the spiritual realm is the parent uh, realm from which everything natural has the ability to be given birth. The natural realm is the outworking of a spiritual realm reality. Therefore, if we are to be successful at defeating the enemy, we must be able to defeat him in the spiritual realm. Too many of us are fighting, hallelujah, in the natural, and we are not getting the results that we would like to give, and we are falling short of the expectation that we would like to have because the things that we really do desire will be realized in the spirit. As important as it is to know where the enemy is, Glory to God. Uh, hallelujah. We need to understand uh, that if we're going to be effective, uh, we've got to be spiritual. We've got to learn how to fight. Uh, hallelujah. The good fight of faith. Uh, we've got to learn how to fight. Uh, hallelujah. Because the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. Uh, the Bible says they are mighty through God uh, to the pulling down uh, of strongholds. Uh, too, for too long, many of us uh, have been trying to fight uh, a physical fight. 
fight uh, when the fight is not in the physical at all. We've been fighting each other, one person against another person. We've been fighting one group against another group, one church against another church, one organization against another organization. Hallelujah. But Jesus is trying to issue to us today a battle cry to somebody. He is trying to declare you rather than being a weakling to become his warrior bride. Hallelujah. And that cry is not against people. That cry is against spiritual evil. What we see in the world today is just a manifestation of something that's taking place in the spiritual realm. And so if we're going to fight, if we're going to make this world better, we've got to learn how to fight in the spiritual realm. One thing we always remember about spiritual warfare, hallelujah, is to understand that when we're fighting in the spirit realm, the, the battle, the, the, the issue, the warring is really for our souls because Satan is not after your stuff. Hallelujah. He just uses stuff as a distraction. He's really after your soul. He's really after the promise that God has made over your life. He's really after your anointing, after your peace of mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're to never to fight, never to fight against people, especially our brethren, our sisters. We're never to fight against them in order to fight effectively. One of the things that we have been doing here recently Praise God. Hallelujah. I know that this pandemic has taken its toll on many. I know that there is cabin fever all over the place and folk want to get out. But the thing that I realize that God has done in this hour is he's caused us to coalesce one with another. Hallelujah. Engage in corporate prayer. Rather there be, rather there be one or two, uh, hallelujah, we're, we're coming together in tens of tens, uh, hallelujah, to battle against uh, the enemy. We're, we're combining our forces. We're not fighting one another. We're learning how, glory to God, to fight in the spirit. Uh, we ought to combat uh, the wiles of the devil. Uh, the Bible calls it the schemes. Uh, in the Greek, it's called methodia. Hallelujah, which means trickery. Uh, hallelujah. And so the enemy, uh, glory to God, uh, wants us uh, to, to, to be uh, hoodwinked. Uh, he wants to trick us. Uh, but the Bible says, uh, hallelujah, I'm going to give you the ability to war in the spirit. Uh, hallelujah. To cover the tricks of the enemy. Uh, to cover evil thinking, to cover evil strategies, to cover evil motivations, and because Satan, hallelujah, was soundly and utterly defeated, rendered powerless at the cross and at the resurrection of Jesus Christ, hallelujah, since he can't fight and win over Jesus, he thinks that he can win over you and me. But the problem that he keeps running up against is God has given us power in the name of Jesus. He's given us power. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Not to be deceived. Not to be tricked. Therefore, in order to influence us, glory to God, what he will try and do, he'll send his demons to try to trick you. Glory to God, because he realized he can't fight your head up because there's too much power, hallelujah, that God has given. And so he tries to trick our minds. The enemy seeks to turn us against people, turn us against the church, hallelujah, while he hides in the shadows of deception. Hallelujah. And you probably experienced this many, many times without really even realizing what the enemy is doing. Let me just give you one example before I go on. Hallelujah. You're troubled about something. Gloria, you don't know exactly what it is. And what the devil will do is he'll introduce an entire thought process that will convince you that uh, your problem, glory to God, on your job uh, is your boss. You, he'll tell you that your boss is working you too hard, that the boss doesn't understand you. Glory to God, he, will, he doesn't value your work. He doesn't appreciate 
what you have given to the, to the company. And all of a sudden you become obsessed with this horrible situation. Hallelujah. You allow yourself to internalize that. Glory God, all of a sudden now you're feeling hurt and upset. When in reality, glory to God, you're not fighting uh, the flesh and blood. Uh, glory to God, your boss is not against you. He was never against you. Hallelujah. What you need to understand uh, is the enemy, uh, hallelujah, has uh, with his ruthlessness uh, have planted something in your heart. Uh, he has given you uh, some kind of restlessness uh, or fear. Glory to God. Uh, and he wants to make you believe and make you hope and make you think. Uh, glory to God. Uh, Hallelujah, that somebody is out to get you. They don't like you. Hallelujah, you're on the verge of being fired. That's not the case at all because the, the enemy wants to do, uh, he, is, he wants to abort the will of God out of your life. This becomes extremely significant in the church because folk come to church. Hallelujah, they have some kind of experience. Glory to God, somebody didn't speak to them. And all of a sudden, the enemy says, see, hallelujah, they don't like you, and, and the entire church is against you. Just because somebody forgot to, to acknowledge you, and that's not the case at all. You don't know what people are going through. You don't know why they somehow miss speaking to you. It wasn't that at all. They were dealing with something else their own. But here the enemy is uh, trying to get you to do something uh, that's crazy, that will abort uh, the plan of God for your life. Uh, all of a sudden now you're upset. Uh, you're angry. You're hurt. You're mad. Uh, you're discouraged. Uh, hallelujah. You leave the church. Uh, you take a sabbatical. Now you don't have anybody to listen to but the devil and if you don't stop those thoughts dead in their tracks cast down every vain imagination uh, you're going to do something completely hallelujah out of the will of God uh, that will destroy uh, the will of God for your life uh, hallelujah glory to God uh, I come to tell you today that people are not your enemy uh, hallelujah the person sitting next to you is not your enemy uh, the person on the job is really not your enemy uh, hallelujah glory to God uh, so how does the enemy operate have you ever watched wrestling? I'm not talking about I'm not talking about the fake stuff that we that's rehearsed and choreographed on TV. If you're a wrestling fan, I, I want to direct you to to like college wrestling. And uh, when you wrestle someone, your entire body. I wrestled some in high school, and when you when you're wrestling somebody. Your body is pressed up against theirs. And all of your strength, all of your knowledge of the sport has to be employed and concentrated because the object there is to pin the opponent and uh, to the point to where they are rendered powerless. But when the Apostle Paul in Ephesians is speaking about wrestling, and he is speaking to the Ephesian church. He was describing hand-to-hand -hand combat. And that's the, really the kind of wrestle that we're involved in right now. Hand-to-hand -hand combat. And the problem here is that this hand-to-hand -hand combat of which Paul was speaking when he gives the example of a wrestling match is really between two gladiators, glory to God, uh, and, and it was pretty brutal, hallelujah, and it could possibly mean uh, the death of the loser. And so, so, so as a believer, you've got to know what you're doing because you can't afford to lose this wrestling match. There is... You know, to understand we're in this wrestling match and we're in hand-to-hand -hand combat with the enemy and you've got to know all of the tricks of the trade. You've got to know how to, to actually go against the enemy in an advantageous way so that you might be able to win. And many of us are fighting in our own strength, not realizing that this is spiritual warfare, that this is a contest in the spirit and not in the flesh.
We also need to know that the enemy is not emotional, nor is he impulsive. Hallelujah. He attacks us, glory to God, uh, using strategies uh, and plans uh, and schemes. And so if you're going to fight back, uh, you need a plan. You need a scheme. You need uh, some sort of strategy. And because the enemy calculates his moves, anticipates our counter move, uh, and waits patiently like a snake that he really is, glory to God, to strike us at our weakest moment. That's why it always seems that the enemy will attack us when we're down, when we're sick, when we're lonely, when we're broken, when we're discouraged. He attacks us when we're not at our best. He comes when he feels that he will have the, the, the greatest impact because he wants to stop us dead in our tracks. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Uh, if I could use an analogy or two, he, he, he wants our vehicle to run out of gas. He, before we get to where it is that we're supposed to go, he wants the soldier to run out of resolve. He wants the weapon to run out of ammunition. He wants our faith uh, in God to run out of hope. Uh, and even though we're, we've been given the authority over the enemy through the blood of Jesus Christ, uh, we should never underestimate the cunning craftiness of the trickery of which the adversary will come at us. That's a mistake that Samson made, glory to God, when he thought that he could play around with the enemy. Hallelujah, where he could taunt the enemy, play little games with the enemy, only to find out, glory to God, that if you stay there too long, if you entertain the tricks for too long, hallelujah, the enemy would do his best to take you out. Why? Because he's been around longer than we have. He's gotten a lot smarter. Glory to God. He's really much smarter than we give him credit for in many instances. Our natural understanding of this, of this issue is no match for the fiery darts that the enemy might come at us with. That's why the Bible tells us here in Ephesians, uh, to put on the whole armor of God, uh, hallelujah, not part of it, uh, hallelujah, not one shoe, glory to God, but put on the entire armor of God that we might be able to stand and withstand the enemy in the evil day. We cannot fight, uh, glory to God, and win a spiritual war in our own strength, our own understanding. That's one of the reasons why I believe that we come into the house of the Lord. Glory to God. That's why we come together. That's why we fellowship as often as we do. That's why we talk about the word of the Lord as much as we do. Because the continual bombardment of the word of God, uh, hallelujah, into the hearts and minds of his people transforms us and gives us the mind and the might of Christ. The reason that so many can be up one day and down tomorrow is because, hallelujah, we have failed to really come and bombard our minds with the word of God. The more we study, the more we know the word of God, the better equipped that we are. And this continual bombardment becomes necessary. Too many in the body of Christ live in the terrible state of confusion because they keep trying, hallelujah, to, to, to avoid uh, really becoming spiritual, thinking that they can just have a form of godliness, hallelujah, but not divorce themselves, uh, hallelujah, as much as they possibly can of their humanity because your humanity will always want to take control. And so it becomes important that we be spiritually equipped Glory to God. Hallelujah. We've got to be able to bring every thought, every idle thought under the obedience of Christ so that our thinking becomes aligned. Glory to God with the thinking of Jesus Christ. And, 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 and whether 
Whether or not you understand and know this, hallelujah, the evil spirit is always trying to plant something in our mind, hallelujah, and many times it's not even our thought, and so when it's not our thought, we must recognize it's not our thought and cast that thought down, hallelujah, the enemy is trying to, he plants these thoughts in the mind of people, sometimes innocent people, sometimes very nice people that would never carry out under normal circumstances uh, the kind of atrocities that, that many are carrying out killing up people and so forth and so on. Uh, hallelujah. They wouldn't do it under normal circumstances. Uh, hallelujah. The enemy will try to use uh, the downturn of the economy to get people to think uh, a certain way. But let me say to you, uh, child of God, uh, hallelujah, that the world, hallelujah, the economy doesn't dictate, uh, hallelujah, your salvation. Uh, hallelujah. God uh, is your source. Uh, God is Jehovah Jireh. Hallelujah. He doesn't care where the economy is. If he's on your side, he will make sure that you have everything that you need. Glory to God. We don't care about the layoffs that much. All of us would like to be working. But God said, I shall supply all of your needs according to my riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Many people are frightened for their lives because they don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't either, but the thing that I do know is I know who holds tomorrow. Hallelujah, we live, we breathe, hallelujah, because of Jesus Christ. And so what the devil wants, hallelujah, the devil wants us to be suspicious of everyone and everything. The enemy wants us to become tormented and fearful. And while I'm at this, let me just come after all of the conspiracy theorists. Hallelujah. The enemy wants us to be suspicious of everything and everybody. Hallelujah. I don't care where this coronavirus comes from. I don't know if it comes from an animal. I don't care if it comes from a, a, a chemistry lab. The one thing that I do know is that I know that my soul is anchored in the Lord. Hallelujah. And it doesn't matter what happens to me. Hallelujah. Because Paul said to live is Christ. To die is gain. So whatever the enemy is doing, I don't care because I know I'm covered Either way, will you say bless the Lord? Hallelujah. Because my faith, my faith is not in the government. My faith is not in the economy. My faith is not in my job or my bank account. My faith is in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And so we must submit our mind to the word of God and drive those negative, hallelujah, thoughts out of our mind. We've got to put them behind us. We've got to remember what the word of the Lord says about us. Hallelujah. In, 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 in 2 Corinthians 4, 6 through 9, it says, For God who has commanded light to shine out of darkness have shined in our hearts to give light, glory to God, of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But, the, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Hallelujah. That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but 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 not cast down. For for but but we are are never destroyed in all of this. Always bearing about the body of the dying of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We don't have to worry. Hallelujah. We begin. What we do is plead the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. You have the ability because God has blessed you to fight the good fight of faith. To plead the blood over your children. To tell the devil, you can't have my house. You can't have my kids. Hallelujah. I put the blood over the lintel, over the doorpost. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm protected from your schemes. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I do battle in the spirit until the Holy Ghost floods my heart with peace. I cry out to God.
God until I'm no longer afraid. I pray to God until there's courage and understanding. Paul says, wherefore, or because we're fighting spiritual wickedness, hallelujah, it's important to put on the entire armor of God. This becomes a military command. Hallelujah. The way that God instructed Joshua in the Old Testament to do everything that I tell you. God is telling us now to put on the entire armor of God that we might be able to stand in this evil day. In the name of Jesus, put it on. Wear it. Hallelujah. Display it so the devil knows that God's got you covered. In the name of Jesus, the reason for this is because the enemy still has a couple of tricks up his sleeves. He still has a couple of, of tools that he likes to use uh, even against the believer. And those two things are discouragement uh, and exhaustion. Uh, how many believers, uh, glory to God, have been through a process uh, where you've been fighting uh, and gotten discouraged uh, or fighting uh, and got become exhausted uh, or you have been fighting and became both uh, discouraged and exhausted. Uh, God help us. Uh, hallelujah. I'm reminded I'm here to tell you it's important to hold on and be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might because when I reflect back at Joshua and use Joshua as an example, God gave him a lot of instructions. He told him for six days, take the entire army and just march around the entire city of Jericho. Don't say anything. Be quiet. Just follow my instructions. He might be telling you today, this list, this fight, this battle is not yours. It's mine. Just do what I tell you. Don't cuss at anybody. Don't fall out with anyone. Just keep praying. Just keep holding on. Just keep bombarding heaven. Hallelujah. Because if you do so, I'm going to come through for you. Joshua, march around six days, one time. And on the seventh day, I want you to march around seven times. I say to you, child of God, what if he had gotten discouraged because he didn't see anything happening after the fourth day, after the fifth day? On the sixth day, he didn't see any walls cracking. He didn't hear the noise of any crumbling. He could have gotten discouraged. Hallelujah. What if he had had allowed all of that marching, hallelujah, on the seventh day to be suspended after the sixth trip, hallelujah, because they were tired. Glory to God. He would have never realized the blessing that was shut up on the other side of the wall. Hallelujah. And even after the wall came down and was fallen, the Bible instructs that they still had to have enough energy to fight. That's why the Bible tells us, hallelujah, to put on the whole armor. But even before you put on the whole armor, he tells us, hallelujah, to pick up the weapons that are really good for the sustainability. And that is prayer. I am calling us to more corporate prayer. I'm praying that more of us would be involved in it. Because the more that we're involved, the stronger we become, the more that we're involved, the more relentless we are. Glory to God, because the Bible says that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. So since we don't wrestle there, since the fight is a spiritual fight, let us all become spiritual. Do you realize that when God has you in a battle, it becomes important for you to have the right attitude. You can't say, I'm not going to pray because I don't see anything happening. Sometimes, hallelujah, when you're calling on the name of the Lord, God is working in the background. 
while God is working, while you're praying on this side, God is working on the other side. And at the point in time, you'll be able to see it. Do you understand? For some of you that are in the battle right now, the turning point, hallelujah, of you being encouraged, of you having sustainability, becomes the turning point of your entire life. Somebody, I said somebody, is so close, hallelujah, to your promise, hallelujah, so close to your victory that they are sending. I say the devil is sending more troops, glory to God, to try to discourage you. But look up because your help draweth nigh. Hallelujah. Whenever the enemy will send more, God is going to give you more resource so that you can hang in there and see your miracle be released in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't care if you're not with a neighbor. Touch your own self and just say, I've got to win this. I've got to hang in there. I can't give up. I'm too close. I'm praying, hallelujah, that God will help me. And let me let you know that you've got folk praying for you as well. I'm praying that you will win the battle. I'm praying and fasting that you will gain the victory. I'm believing God for you to win, to come out stronger, to come out better, to come out wiser. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I pray, glory to God, that you even now will begin to feel and sense the anointing that's on your life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You can tell about how close you are. And the devil has confirmed it because the closer you get, the more intense the fight. But keep on fighting because your promise is right behind that problem. Continue to persevere. Continue to go through. In the name of Jesus, all that you need to do is to walk in the place. Hallelujah. With the power of God, pull down every stronghold. In the name of Jesus, I curse. Hallelujah. Every plan, every scheme right now in the name of Jesus. Because what the enemy meant for evil, God is working it out for my good. He told me that the promise is there. Hallelujah. It's locked up behind the problem. And so the problem gives me the courage. The problem gives me the assurance that God's promise is there. When Joshua followed all the instructions of the Lord, Bible said they went around the seventh time on the seventh day. God says to them, I want you to do stuff in chorus. I don't want you to try to be a one-man show. Hallelujah, this thing is affecting all of us. Stop trying to be a one-man show. It's one thing for me to pray by myself. It's another thing for me to pray with 40 or 50 others. We give the devil a fit when we come together that way. Bible says that Joshua instructed people, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, when you hear the long blast, hallelujah. I just want everybody to shout. Hallelujah. I just want everybody to give God the glory. Whatever your favorite praise is, that's that's what you give. The Bible says that the wall fell down flat as tremendous as the wall is. There's a blessing in obedience. There's a blessing in having faith in God to know that he's going to bring you out all right wall fell down flat you continue to read that particular passage you will learn that they went in 
they were able to defeat all of the enemies, all the kings. They took up all of the silver and the gold and whatever God told them was for the, for the church. They brought it to church. Whatever he told them was for them. They took for them. But the most important thing is that God gave them the victory. I'd like to pray with you just for a moment. Certainly want to acknowledge you if you're there and you don't know the Lord in the pardoning of your sins. I want to give you the opportunity to know the Lord Jesus today. And it's simple. But the Bible says in Romans 10 and 9, if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. I encourage you in this season, especially, to know that God is on your side. And so if you would just repeat this simple prayer with me, bow your heads. Just say with me, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I repent of my ways. Wash me in your blood. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Lord Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross just for me, that you were buried. God the Father raised you from the dead on the third day. And right now, Lord Jesus, I open the door of my heart. I receive you into my heart as my Lord and personal Savior. And I thank you now. I want to continue to pray because Lord, I just believe that your people need to be encouraged in this hour. What many are going through, it seems like it's not going to end. But I pray, God, that you would give us a resolve, God, to be strong, to be encouraged in this hour. Give us the intestinal fortitude to hold on and just continue to fight the good fight of faith. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. This fight goes on in the heavenlies, in the spirit realm. So encourage us, show us how to war in the spirit so that we might obtain victory. God, we pray now, God, that you will continue your hand that's good upon each and every believer. God, wrap your arms around them. Give them the assurance that this thing didn't come to stay. It only came to pass. Tough times don't last. Tough people do. God, and we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise for being a tough person. In Jesus' name we pray. We say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Let me say to you, my brother and my sister, if you prayed that prayer with us, man, according to the word of the Lord, man, you are saved. I encourage you to find a great Bible-believing church and know that God, hallelujah, is on your side. He's going to take you to heights unknown and show you things that you have not been able to see previously. He's a great God. I encourage you, amen, to give God a praise. Would you put your hands together for the Lord Jesus right now? God bless you. Thank you for listening today. If you want to learn more info about our church, visit us on our website at www.topchurchlv.com. We hope this message encouraged you to know you can live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us next week for another sermon to uplift your spirit.